This is it. Well, we're here. I made it. Welcome back to uh, Interesting Conversations with Interesting People. My name is Yaquan Edwards, and joining me today is the lovely, lustrous, illuminating, lovable, light-skinned Logan Levert. Wow, that was a lot of titles. Yeah, I think you deserve them all, don't you? Um, no. <laughs> Very. Um, it's good to be here, though. I'm excited about um, everything you've got going on. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited, too. I'm really excited for the shade of light you picked, green, that a... It's like Hulk green, but it's very warm. Green is just one of those colors that um, translates really well into light. That's true. I've always noticed kind of like green more in like the the rainbow. I guess it is like in the middle of the spectrum, isn't it? Roy G. Biv. Right on. So, yeah, I guess that's it's a very good comparison to make. <laughs> so you're here to ask me some questions, huh? Well, it's less of like... I don't want you to feel like on the spot. This is supposed to be just a conversation, you know. And we've had conversations before. Oh, tons. But this is just a conversation where it's recorded and I have specific questions <laughs> that I want to ask you. Shoot one. Shoot one. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have them like written out like, what is your favorite color? That was I just like, well, no. What is your favorite color? Uh, red. Red. But you picked a green light. Well, red followed by navy blue. Uh-huh. And then green. As as just colors. But like I was saying, green is just a great light color. Right. Um, I would choose green light before I chose red light or blue light. That's all is I have it? to say about that. <laughs> What's wrong with red and blue lights? Do you see those a lot? Do you see those flashing a lot when you're driving? <laughs> um, you got some kind of phobia against red and blue lights, Mr. African American. I just think they're kind of aggressive. I could I can see that. Green is like uh it's like you're being surrounded by leaves and trees. It gives you like a that nature sort of effect. I think I take it back to lightsabers. Uh, yeah. When I think about lightsabers at all, I'm like, okay, red is evil, blue is really good. Right. Um, but it's like that's the majority of the lightsabers that you see. And then you got green, yellow, and purple over here, like Really cute and whatnot. I just think green is a great color lightsaber. Big fan of Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. They've got every lightsaber color, but, well, in the main movies, but yellow. Why is that? Didn't, uh... Most of the primaries got the tertiaries. Yeah. Yeah. What's his face? Secondaries. Have a yellow. His name was, like, Plo? Plo-Koon? Plo-Koon? I don't think so. I thought he was green. Oh, he was yellow. I guess green, the green, uh... The green lightsabers belong to the more wise characters, right? Because no Luke idea. doesn't get a green lightsaber until he complete after he completes his training. I don't follow a lot of Star Wars lore, but uh, and, I just know that Plo Clun, if that's his name. Yes, that's his name. He had a yellow lightsaber. <clears throat> I think I think I will roll with that. I think, and the reason we started talking about the Star Wars. The, the green lights. I think they, they kind of, they remind me more of nature. Like Yoda, like on the swamp, like Dagobah, and he's like the little green guy with the green lightsaber. It kind of suits so well. You it's ever so play um, Star Wars Monopoly? No. Guess which uh, two places are like the $50 terror properties? Uh, TIE Fighter Command? It's Dagobah. Dagobah. <laughs> it's so cheap. 
Do you like nature? I love nature. Um, in fact, I love nature so much. More than Star Wars Monopoly? Oh, yeah. I like Star Wars Monopoly better than um, Simpsons Monopoly. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of The Simpsons, although I probably should be. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about nature. Nature. Sometimes I'd rather live outside. Like as a forager? Like as a mountain man. I could see that. I talked to someone today who was telling me that she wanted to build a tiny house. Interesting concept because I, I can totally get behind tiny house people. Yeah. And they are really cool. But if you actually think about having to live there for an extended period of time, years, uh, yeah. even, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, and this this was like my really first encounter with Tiny House, but you seem more familiar with the concept. Could you explain it to me? Because I some, from what I understand, it's sus fully sustainable living. My mom watches a lot of um, these kind of like house shows, building shows. Like Doomsday Preppers? No. Uh, um, more like the those two brothers that sell houses. And people, mostly people pushing property onto other rich people. Right. Um, they go and they shop around and they do reconstruction. Like you know, refurnishing. They gotta, yeah, they gotta redesign their old house so they can sell it, stuff like that. Right. And um, Tiny House is kind of like one of those shows and it's basically just people um, that realize that they have too much, um, they got too much space and they really don't utilize all of it right. like they ought to. And they want to scale down their life. Um, so you'll see. And again, these are all wealthy individuals or families. Because those tiny houses are not cheap. And they're already coming from a living situation that's either really big in right. scale. Like they have a huge house. Money. Like no, house, like, yeah. no kids or anything like that. Or, or it's for traveling purposes. Where they need somewhere they can live all the time while they travel on the road and do their thing but basically and the show's really good about um and to me it feels kind of cheesy but they're they're really good at catering to the specific needs of every individual that they get on right so if it's like if it's like a musician guy who needs a tiny house it's like they put all these little quirks in there specifically for someone who plays music oh we've got this hidden rack in the ceiling for all your guitars oh we've got amplifiers built into the floorboards so that you can always plug Whoa. in whenever whenever you want Something that's like that. okay yeah i can see that like they put electrical outlets on the chairs so you can always have a place to charge your phone yeah and again it's really cool sometimes to see it and think about it but uh it would never be me yeah this whole minimalism trend is really taken off it is interesting um I'm a firm believer of being capable of surviving with nothing, living off the land. Right. Um, not having to be so, being, not being so dependent. Right. And I, I say really often, uh, jokingly, that I, I would like to go and do an actual survival trip, but I know that it just wouldn't be a good idea. It's not, um, it's not practical right now, because I just haven't. You haven't had years of training. I have not developed the skills yet right. to do something like that. 
But I mean, going out every so often is not is not a not a bad thing, and just hiking it. Oh, I love it. You go on trails a lot. Um, a lot, no, but um, I try. Uh, once a year, uh, me and some friends of mine, close friends, we take a trip to Ooh. the Great Smoky Mountains. The Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Where are those at? Um, Tennessee, North Carolina. It's or at least that's the area that we travel to. Do you start in Tennessee and then go to North Carolina, or do you? Is it like? So we've had two consecutive trips so far. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Nice. This summer will be the third year. Um, first year we stayed in Tennessee. The second year we went through Tennessee and into North Carolina. Um, and it's just the best. Uh, we go for, we take the week off and we stay down there for four to five days. Four to five days. Yeah. Just straight in a row, nonstop nature. Yep. We're just out there. We got all our stuff. We uh, hoof it till we get to our campsite, and then it's on to the next spot. What are those campsites like? Do um, you like spend the night there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you're outside, but like. Yeah, no, you um, you definitely stay at the campsite, uh, because it depends on everything. Depends on how long you plan on being there. Right. Um. So you you set yourself up with the park rangers before you go out, basically, you, you know, you tell them about yourself, like how experienced you are, what you're capable of doing, uh, how long you're gonna be there and what kind of things you wanna try. So then they they kind of map out a route for you um, to follow. And you can't get through the whole the whole thing in a day. Right, how long are the routes usually? Um, five to 10 miles, usually. Ooh. Uh, which isn't honestly that bad. Um, we were we're definitely capable of a ten mile hike, mm-hmm. but that's a a pretty long day, based just based on the trail. You know how um, steep it is, or um, how heavy our stuff is. It can be it can be a little intense, but ten miles isn't bad. So it's like it's not only dependent on. How, how fast do you go, but how much stuff you're carrying, too? Like, oh, for sure. You Because you're carrying, like, all of your stuff on you at all times, right? Right, right. Everything you'd ever need. you you got to have shelter, food, and water. water. Nintendo Switch. Right on. Generators to charge your Nintendo Switch. you got to... You really need to... um, Because there, there are people that take this kind of stuff way serious. Um, they don't mess around. Like when it comes to compartmentalization mm-hmm. and uh, efficient storage, like I've seen people pack more stuff into a bag half the size of mine um, just because they have the right equipment that like fits together or they have the right idea of everything they need. Um, for us, it's not that serious. The only real issue is if we didn't bring enough food. Yeah. And then we starve to death, which also wouldn't happen. We'd just be hungry and try to get the heck out of there. Do you think other campers would give you food? Um, if you find any, I'm <laughs> sure they would. They're not out there? Um, they are. It's, it's just, just like... sometimes, depending on 
I mean, the deeper you go, the less people you're going to see. Right. And we definitely see people. Um, when you got five to ten miles between each other. But it's not like they're... Uh, it's not like they're all over the place. Even then, they need their own food, right? But you always kind of over-prepare for stuff like that. Yeah. You always want to bring more food and more underwear than what you need. Because you never know when you're going to run through both in the same day. Yeah, you might slow yourself. <laughs> is that a real possibility? Is that like more of a real possibility in the wild than in the now, soiling yourself? Uh, <laughs> like, Do you think the probability of you soiling, soiling yourself goes up more once you're out in the wild? No. Because when you're out there and you have to go to the bathroom, you just go whenever you want. Um, Including on yourself. No. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's not like you have... That's, that's the great thing about it is like you have a schedule, but the schedule is literally just you have this amount of time mm-hmm. from sun, sunrise to sunset to get from point A to point B. After that, you're fine. So And usually your hikes aren't going to last all day unless, you know... You get set up on a, a pretty crazy trail. Slow poking it around. Yeah, so you kind of, you can kind of take it easy. Um, and frequent breaks are nice. Um, but no, I've not run into that problem. There was one time uh, I had the opposite problem where it was like three days straight. I I didn't poop once. <laughs> and I, I got to thinking to myself, maybe, maybe it was just because my body was using as much as I was putting in. Right. And it just wasn't uh, just wasn't ready yet. It wasn't. But I, the longer it went on, the more scared I got that I was just like really constipated or something. But it. Everything was okay, hopefully. Yeah, on the fourth day, I ended up just waking up in the morning like, yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> Grabbed a shovel. Went through some trees and uh, took care of business. There you go. All's well that ends well. That rear ends well. Uh, camping though, I would hoping hopefully, I, no, not hopefully, making it happen. I want to go out there with you guys. Yeah, I hope you can go. Um, to see how our tiny community has grown, and not community of nature-bound men because mm-hmm. that community is giant but of just our close friends yes me and austin were not close friends until we went to the smokies just the two of us um and we came back with a, a really strong bond and i know that we're always going to be um, mountain partners mountain buddies mountain partners sounds kind of mountain partners uh, trail buddies oh really? trail blazers Nature Brothers. Nature Brothers. Okay. You sold me. Um, forever. And now, Jaden having come, and Jaden's kind of a different breed mm-hmm. when it comes to guys who do things like that. He's very Animal Crossing city folk. Jaden, and I'm not, this isn't a podcast about Jaden, but I would <laughs> like to say that he, he's the kind of guy who likes to make his life as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, through whatever means necessary, which... Especially the skeevy means. Right. And, and that's honestly a nice perspective to have when right. you're out there because... The scumbag who's willing to do anything to survive. It's really easy to mess up and 
um, have a unfortunate experience, an unpleasant experience uh, out there in the woods. So I, him coming and him being able to do the things that he did was astonishing, really, really inspiring. Inspiring. <laughs> like I'll, I can tell you a story in a little bit, but to continue talking about our, our group of interested hikers, um, him going and him getting that experience, uh, I mean, you can tell when he tells you about it, it's like, it's like one of the best things that's ever happened to him. You come out different when you're just completely out of your element for any amount of time. Right. Especially like long periods where you're out there sleeping. Like a lot of people say when you're dealing with a problem, you should sleep on it. I mean, this is... There's, there's nothing else for you to do other than live out there with nature. Keep going. Nothing else you have to think about. You're right. There's uh, no responsibilities. No distractions. No, nothing. Um, even that crummy weekend hike that we did last week in February. I guess it was two weeks. You used date this podcast, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, Zeke going out there, one of the first things he said when we were getting out of the car and gearing up to leave, he was just like, it's so quiet. There's, there's nothing. It is intensely quiet. Um, and it's really serene and uh, really beautiful. And I hope for all of us to be able to make it. Seven people is a lot. That is a lot. I, I don't think we're all going to make it. I don't think we're all going to make it either. I'm praying I don't join that cut. I'm praying I do make the cut of uh, people who make it. I hope you get to go. Because, um, I mean, only once a year we're going to go into Smoky, so. Right. And I love... I've actually had a, a deep-seated love of nature myself ever since I was a kid. I grew up on a steady diet of, like, Animal Planet, National Geographic, and Zaboomafil. Highest quality in nature, uh, edutainment content. Yeah. Um, Animal Planet's great. I really loved um, Planet Earth as a series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad from that show. I was probably... Uh, the most I got was my love of oceans oh, from that show. Never been to the ocean. Not yet. Never. But um, but it is a wild place. It's a crazy ecosystem. A world unknown. But back to camping. Um, it's a great time, and I think everyone should try it at least once. Um, Proceed. That's all I have to say about that. All right. <laughs> Well, going, I want to I want to touch back a little bit on uh, TV shows. Sure. So when you were a kid, when you were a kid, you mentioned uh, when did you watch Planet Earth? Were you younger when that came out? I was a child. A child. What other? Uh, kind? Probably in middle school. Middle school. Same. I mean, around the same age, teenager, young boy. I watched shows like um, Animal Versus. It was like they would put up two different kinds of animals in a fight, and they would break it. It was like death was battle, like, but for real life animals. Like ninja, what was that? Uh, Ultimate Gladiator or something on Spike? That was an interesting show. It was like Deadliest Warrior. Deadliest Warrior, yeah, yeah. Now that when you think back and try to imagine those shows, they're kind of like extra in that you don't get anywhere fast. Because yeah. you kind of just want to see the fight. Like sometimes I'll be watching uh, Death Battle. Mm-hmm. Which I think is top tier, uh, the top tier way to do a show like that. So, f- yeah. Very streamlined. 
streamlined filler. But even then, even when they do a very good job of breaking down everything in a really efficient manner, uh, you just want to skip to the fight. And just... Honestly, yeah. Unless it's like two characters that I actually that you like. actually know about and want to see uh, what they got. Yeah, like I want to see like their entire, like, it's the really great kind of retrospective series almost because they like plow through the characters' histories real quick. Yeah. But um, I watch shows like that. Um, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't really remember a ton of shows that's on Animal Planet or that was on Animal Planet. Yeah. We're on. They kind of all just like fade together. Well, you learn a lot. I mean, about animals anyway. You just like, you, you sort of develop this like understanding of animals as more than just animals. There's a whole world out there. Crazy interactions you would have never thought of. Moving more away towards the real side of life, I wanted to talk about what little young Logan was watching on Cartoon Network. Let's talk about some some of those crazy superhero shows you used to be you used to watch. Let's um. I feel like you've got some deep cuts. Well, we should first talk about um, preferences. Preferences as a yeah. as in networks. Right. Um, I think when I was younger, the the two top dogs were Disney Channel, Disney Channel, and Nickelodeon. Whoa. And then, I mean, and every kid watched Disney Channel. But then the older I got, the more I preferred Nickelodeon. Because to me, and as I developed uh, like social awareness, mm-hmm. I could really start to see through a lot of the shows on Disney Channel. Disney. Like, especially the live shows. They were just kind of like, I mean, it's like TV. It's like any sitcom. But now, nowadays, sitcoms just aren't that funny. They're just to me. by the numbers. Right. So I... I was a lot more into cartoons. Um, not that they weren't great shows. Yeah, they have, they were, Disney had some good shows back in the day. But I was definitely a Nickelodeon guy. I'm a big fan of SpongeBob. SpongeBob, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. is my favorite show. Classic SpongeBob? Do you think there's a difference between old SpongeBob and new SpongeBob? Absolutely. Um, it's very apparent. Just with the story writing, it used to be a lot more clever. Um, and the art, when the art started to change, yeah. it just got worse. Um, but it's one of those things where they just had to keep a good thing going. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't blame them. And it's not like there aren't good new episodes. Eventually, there's, yeah. There's nothing like good old Spongebob. I'm actually watching uh, all the seasons right now on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, that is on Amazon Prime. Um, but no, Spongebob, for sure. Uh, Jimmy Neutron was always better than uh, Fairly Odd Parents to me. Really? I, I hated the art. Of very odd parents. parents. I hated how flat just like, everything yeah. was. Very pop art like. And to me, the show just seemed really silly, because it's like, the problems that they would create. Just seemed really dumb for a kid who could just wish his way out of situations. That's true. And then they'd always make it so that he wasn't able to wish for something right then and there. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think the mean potential for that show is. Uh... That's definitely kind of a meme show, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, there's just Jorgen Von Strangle. There's a lot of gags, yeah. for sure. Um, but References. Not a whole lot of depth to me. Like, it's like the, all the episodes were just kind of like one-off. Kind of, that's what it is. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of character, though, I'd say. Um, 
I loved Avatar the last year. Who doesn't love Avatar? Crazy people. Yeah. Um, but I I did like some shows on Cartoon Network, but I watched it less than the other two networks. Just because um some of the shows felt really dumb. And uh, I'm having trouble thinking of some off the top. I could think of some. Especially back back in the day. Like Cow and Chicken? I see. I never, ever watched that show. <laughs> you are not missing anything. But even as the things got older, like uh, stuff like Clarence. Yeah. And uh, that Uncle Grandpa. Well, going from Cow and Chicken to Uncle Grandpa is quite a, a that's a big leap. It's a long period of time. But there was just a... I mean, each network had different cultures, really. Yeah. And I think that was a part of the Cartoon Network culture. Again, there were great shows on all of them, for sure. I would. Samurai Jack uh, was one of the most stylistic uh, and interesting shows I've ever seen. Cartoon Network has this weird dichotomy of, like, weird, dumb, kind of, like, kids' shows. And then, if you may, if you, you might know this, but Warner Brothers owns Cartoon, Net- owns Cartoon Network. They all, a majority of DC shows air on Cartoon Network, too. Yeah, Stuff Titans. like Teen, Teen Titans, Titans Batman Beyond, uh, Static Shock, Young Justice. Those shows are really good. Uh, most of them. You, even the Justice League show, remember that? Justice? The best that I've ever experienced Justice League, and not that there I'm sure there are. I, before, I know we'll probably get to it later, Marvel versus DC. <laughs> Um, DC can go die in a hole. Oh, that was pretty really aggressive. Now I feel bad for saying that, but um, I mean it's it's if that's how you feel, man. Not a fan, but my yeah. best experiences with DC were always on Cartoon Network, so <laughs> that that is something. <coughs> what shows do you think you watched? What DC shows do you think you got the most enjoyment out of? Teen Titans for sure. Um, Even though it's anime, I loved it. It was. I mean, the storytelling was great. I agree. Uh, I really liked the the art style of the show. Different, for sure. It was di- yeah, I, I, it was just a really good show. Um, Weren't there some Marvel shows on uh, Cartoon Network? I feel like I remember 100%. I don't know why I remember this. Do you remember the Superhero Squad show? Mm-hmm. That was on Disney. That was on Disney? No, that was on Cartoon Network. Oh, no. I oh, swear that was on Cartoon Network. Disney XD. No way. Maybe it got ported there later, but I know for sure is that I used to wake up and watch that every morning when, with Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Bs. That was the only reason I'd watch it, was because it came on before Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Bs. Wow. I can't remember. Um, whenever I have like old memories of TV as a child, I can only think of really specific instances of right. like coming home from school, um, going straight to the basement to get on the computer and play games, mm-hmm. and then turning on the TV and watching Spongebob. Yeah. Because it was always on when I got home from school. Or staying over at my cousin's house, and then in the morning on Disney Channel, there would always be, like, Handy Manny. Handy or, Manny. Or some really, like, kitty kitty show. Ooh, yeah. Haley Town Heroes. <laughs> um... Rivoli Polioli. Yeah, a lot of really. Uh, man, that's crazy how. Uh, I was a fan of Nick Jr., honestly. Nick Jr.? They had good. I mean, I, some of those shows aren't bad, but then you just you get old. I think Blues Clues still holds up. What a show. Uh, Little Bear was amazing. 
Ooh, Little Bear was was heat. Well, I don't I don't really remember Little Bear. Little Bear was just this this little bear dude. Didn't wear any clothes. No, I, I remember the yeah. show, but I, I can't remember anything about it. They were just booing around in the woods. It's he like, was just a really nice little bear. Yeah. He would get into like imagination imagination things with his friends. And Franklin. Little Bill. Cute. Frank Little Bit. We can't talk about that show. <laughs> <laughs> we have to cancel Little Bill. Everyone. And the, the Cosby show was on Nick too. Was it? We had to cancel Nick. Nick had that's another thing. Cause you would get you'd get the kitty shows mm-hmm. in the morning. Then you'd get all the cartoons throughout the day. <coughs> but I think where Nickelodeon really made a distinction to me was when they had their live live action. Sitcoms. The sitcom stuff. Their sitcoms were awesome. Their sitcoms were incredible. They were just really uh they felt, they felt more entertaining. Even like, not even like the the licensed shows like The Nanny, but even like Drake and Josh and like yeah. the, the, as much as I hate to say it, Dan Schneider made some good TV. I mean, he made a lot. So, I mean, he's bound to make good stuff. Yeah. I really remember going to my grandparents' house a lot. And their TV was weird. They had like a weird cable. Mm-hmm. And, uh black box cable it was like they only had so many shows and i remember always watching nicktoons at their house nicktoons nicktoons was an interesting uh channel that was where all the nickelodeon rejects went right i remember what i used to watch. i mean iron man army of Avengers. good stuff used to come on nicktoons yeah like, like normal stuff digimon spongebob and stuff like that i really remember watching weird stuff like um cap and mikey Yes. Oh, oh, that hurts. Or, or like really little, like shorts. Like the wedges or. Mr. Meats. Mr. Meats. Mr. Stop. Meat. You're hurting me. Why? Why are you doing this to me? Cat like, dog. That's where they, that's where they dumped all their older. Uh... But, yeah. I, Nickelodeon is my thing. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this was on, I feel like this was on Teen Nick, but I saw a video recently where I found that it was on some PBS stations. But do you remember ever be seeing some commercial of like a purple slime monster when you were a kid for like some, some kind of horror show? What it sounds like to me is Power Rangers, the ooze. Not quite. That's what comes to mind. But uh, so no, to answer your question. Okay. There was just this, apparently there's this show that I remember when I was a kid and a lot of other people kind of like repressed this in their memory. But there was like this commercial or this show of, this purple guy in like a leather jacket who just like really freaked people out as kids. Can't say that I do. You're lucky to have missed that. Now, would you, would you say you have like a, a big history with some of these comic book characters we've been talking about? Um, mm, what is interesting is that I come from a big history, but instead of, um, Getting from that history myself, I kind of just, uh, I kind of just pick and choose what I want to know right. from the wealth of knowledge that is my father. He's got a comic book collection of over like fifteen thousand comic books. Whoa, it's pretty crazy. That's more than I thought. It's in our basement. Um, so yeah, he read a lot of books. Uh, read a lot of superhero comics, and um, he's into it. Right, and by nature, I, I am into it as well. Um, 
and the basement's full of comic books. It's hard not to. Right. So as a as a child, my dad was really good at uh, exposing me to um, buffed men in tights, art and media, and that too. Film that too. Like I watched a lot of movies um, before I should have, probably, or even if I wasn't allowed to watch the movie, he would still. Having watched just like a really sweet scene, just the good parts, out, yeah, of just like the craziest action sequences ever, and then cover your eyes for the naughty stuff. Right, right. Um, <coughs> so, so yeah, I was I was into superheroes at a young age. I mean, all all little kids usually are. Right. But um, whenever I wanted to know something, I would just ask them, and I just ended up preferring Marvel to DC. So you don't actually have a lot of experience with DC. Like, no. hands-on? Uh, admittedly, no. Um, I can admit that that um, some of my criticisms are just based on um, today's media and, and the way I think about movies and not just about um, the characters in movies. I just think, and most of my experience is based off of the past 10 years of movies, superhero movie phenomena. Um, and I've, we all have tastes, right? I believe so. I, I would think I'm pretty um, well defined as being able to criticize what I like and don't like about something. Mm -hmm. And in my humble opinion, those DC movies are just less quality movies. Agree with you on by I would say that they recently especially have had more misses than it. Well, I feel like DC is like it's it's always the movies have always been in a very weird place. Like Marvel is like a very they're very found, clear like level of quality. Their foundation is is interesting because they there almost is none because anyway. they have to all they've had for a really long time was just Batman and Superman movies. right. So they've had to kind of keep cranking out um, those same characters until they got something they wanted to continue with. Um, Matt props to Marvel for having a vision, um, a vision that yeah. I'm sure many are due to replicate in the future. I wish, I wish Disney replicated that vision for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Don't even give me silver. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. We're not going to talk about. We'll take a break and talk. Come back and talk. We about can talk Star about lightsabers, but I don't want to talk about those movies. <laughs> DC though, like they were, there are some legitimately good DC movies. Uh, the Dark Knight immediately comes to mind. Yep. Uh, I'd argue some of the older Batman movies are good too. Shazam was surprisingly good. I, you know what they have, they have a lot of style, um, and I think that. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Sorry. They have a lot of um, they have a lot of style. They're, they're yeah. they can be pretty fun. They have, and that's something that Marvel movies can kind of um, lose on is that you're watching them and sometimes they feel really similar to other Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but I think even those movies, the ones that are just subpar, they're they're not really interesting. They still add pieces to a greater overall. Story. So they at least like feign some sort of even if they're not good, yeah. they they still um they still contribute. In however minor ways that they do. Right. 
but I think so. What I what I just re, what I had my realization that I came to is that I think the difference between Marvel and DC is that Marvel plays it so safe that they can never be anything but mediocre. But when DC has a stink, it's a real stinker. <laughs> like DC's biggest stinks are like when they try to do something like bold and different. But I can't I can't think of anything in the last five years that was like wow. Like that's something I there are almost no DC movies that I've seen more than once after Ooh. seeing it in theaters. And it's kind of it's just kind of it's hard to think about okay, like Aquaman for example. Yeah. Um watching Aquaman it was just a bad movie. That like was it, bad. It was I I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it. I heard it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. It was really fun. Uh, it had it had a lot of fun moments. Um had a lot of energy. But from a, a technical perspective, like as far as like storytelling goes, it's just like everything you could have expected to happen happened. Um my expectations were not subverted. Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing interesting about almost any of the characters. And it was just a movie. And which which kind of um, changes my perspective about how I think about DC movies. Because um, I feel like they don't take themselves as seriously mm-hmm. uh, as Marvel does. And that can lend itself to um, just having fun. Like Shazam and Aquaman. Those were fun movies. I heard Wonder Woman was good. Uh, Wonder Woman was a top tier DC movie. I haven't seen that one either. But even that, it was <laughs> it was it was so as far from like storytelling and things like that. It was it just felt really cookie cutter. Yeah. And predictable. Um, it's exciting uh, to see, but it's there's no nuance is what I guess I'm really trying to say. <laughs> It is um, kind of like just comic booky schlock, a lot of the times. Um, I, I'd say the only one that was like, that did a better job of differentiating itself was Joker. I didn't see that one. Joker was different for sure. Didn't care for Jared Leto and the role he played in Suicide Squad. Was right. He in that movie? No. Well, what movie was he in? He was in. Well, he was in Suicide Squad, but he wasn't in Joker. He wasn't in. Oh, oh, the newest Joker. The newest Joker oh. movie. For some, for some reason, I thought there was a Joker specifically with Jared Leto. <laughs> You're thinking of Morbius, the vampire in Spider-Man. <laughs> anyway, um, now there, no, that... Did you see Joker? No. Okay. But even without seeing it, that is a much better example of art. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had, um, they had an actual story to tell, not a character to sell. They, uh, they, they were trying to do something. Right, that's that's my that's my beef with a lot of um, those DC movies. They're selling characters, not stories, and that's what a movie should be. Yeah, it should be art. I think uh, I think the new Wonder Woman sequel looks, it looks it looks fun. It, they the new Wonder Woman sequel has like a Thor Ragnarok kind of feel to it, and I'm really embracing that kind of like retro pop eighties like aesthetic that Guardians really kicked off. What a model! What a model! Um, because when you look at the Thor trilogy as a whole, he went from bland and basic yeah. to, again, 
they were just establishing this guy in the most white bread kind of way possible. They were just making Thor comic book movies. And it was like... And it was it was just... Oh, but, but then it makes more sense because superhero movies just weren't... Uh, Am I ready for that yet? They weren't, they weren't popping off. But the sequel, and after having such a terrible sequel, um, that was somehow worse than the origin... <laughs> They went in a completely different direction. Yeah. They had a lot of fun and made one of the most stylish movies in the entire MCU. Agreed. That is a prime example of how I think DC DC will look at that and they want to emulate that with their own characters. Yeah. And so they do... Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Fall flat on their face. Yeah. I haven't seen Birds of Prey. Didn't um, do well at the box office. But Suicide Squad is the... And you, it's it was, what's nice is you have great things to compare it to. Yeah. Because so many, ones. so many movies, they just have a lot of similarities. Um, and we're talking about movies for a minute, but that's, that's fine. I'm just acknowledging how much we were talking about Marvel and DC. Yeah, there's there's well, there's a lot to talk about between each characters, and there's a lot of history with all the characters from not only from the movies but from the comic books just in general. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Was, <coughs> um, directly inspired by Guardians of the Galaxy. One hundred percent. They tried to use uh, the really edgy concept of these bad guys. Um, as superheroes, anti-heroes, if you will, which you're seeing that a lot more often nowadays. And I don't understand it. I don't know what it is. Not that there aren't great anti-heroes. I mean, you love them, yeah. right? Who doesn't love Deadpool? But what is it about Deadpool and Venom and Suicide Squad that gets people so excited? Like, no. even, mm-hmm. even, even a movie that was objectively horrible. Venom? Now, I'm not talking about Venom. I'm talking about Suicide Squad. <laughs> That was a bad movie. Yeah. And it's fine if you don't care about dumb stuff like that. If you don't care about... Uh, what are we? Some kind s- of... Storytelling. Suicide Squad. <laughs> that was... That was just a bad movie. And people loved it. People ate it up. Some people. Some people stand there. Letters joking. But there are always going to be people that... Love things that suck just because they're not as critical as other people. Which is great. I mean, it takes all sorts to make a world. But that was a terrible movie. I don't know what it is about this trend with uh, the love for an anti-hero that gets people so riled up. Like, between Suicide Squad, uh, Deadpool, Venom, Venom, uh, and some other fourth thing. Harley Quinn? Does that count? She's She's kind of like her own... She's technically more of her own thing than now nowadays. Cause she even she has an animated show on DC. And it's like how? DC. It's like it wouldn't it wouldn't be so bad if they were actually telling stories. Mm-hmm. Like I would take most of those DC TV shows on the CW and stuff like that, which I don't enjoy. Like I don't go and watch them or anything. I've got some history with those. But I would rather watch those than any of these movies. Because they're just way more interesting, a lot more going on, 
from a storytelling perspective? I think Marvel had something like uh, they they definitely so yeah uh, the TV shows do uh, like have a different uh, it's it's always interesting to look at these adaptations because a lot of these are comic book characters are based on comic books like the Civil War comic book was an actual event that had hundreds of issues between multiple different collusions of characters. Yeah. So to try Crazy. to transfer that to a movie, it's a little unrealistic. You gotta but, pack it in. And I think that that's a transition that like diehard comics and superhero fans had to deal with was seeing their stuff on the big screen and either loving or hating it. Right. Because it's they either it. wanted it, they wanted to relive it and the way it should be. The way it was written. Or they just liked the the change of media. Um, my dad's a person who um, he he's very distinct with the differences. Yeah. Like he'll tell you he'll see Thor, you know, do something crazy, and he's like, comic book Thor would would have just yeah. Almost almost every version of the comic book characters. Are stronger than the movie characters. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, because the movies, the stakes in the movie, in the movies are different. Well, true, um, but there's just a, a much larger pool of reference material in the yeah. comics than in the movies. But um, when you can look at the movies by themselves, and that's where I think we uh, we fail a lot as viewers. Right. <clears throat> is don't you can't always discern things for to, to try and to try and compare it to something else by taking it for what it is yeah and judging it based off that there are definitely merits with the medium of adaptation because that's it's an adaptation it has to adapt it can't be the same one to one but I do think I do think it's always very interesting like what looking comparing movie like movies to books because these are comic books are still books so I, I do kind of understand the argument of where a lot of like comic book fans are coming from where like this happened differently in the comic books because we can cut to a movie like Harry Potter and you can watch those movies by themselves and they still hold true. But comparing them to the books and you have the same argument. It's like, well, they changed. Well, Gilly didn't, or what Neville didn't give Harry the Gilly weed. Dobby gave it to him. Like why did they change that for the movie? Yeah. Who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? Um, I don't know anymore. Honestly, there are so many superheroes. Uh, just pick one. I just can't keep up with. Um, favorite superhero. I would say I'm just gonna say Moon Knight. I've always liked Moon Knight. He's pretty pretty chill. He was. I used to have a ton of action figures. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, and I'd make him fight and stuff like that. Moon Knight was one of my favorites. They had Moon Knight action figures. Yeah. Oh yeah. Marvel. I mean, Knights. I have a lot of like. They're all like. A little less than a foot tall, and their arms and legs move. Just like four opposable joints. And some of them, I mean, some of them are a little different, but my dad would always get them from comic book stores and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I just had a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Like a ton of them. Um, yeah, Moon Knight was one of my favorites. I didn't know anything about him at the time. Yeah. He was one of my favorite actors. He's movies. got a really cool design. I think that that's what sells me on him. My favorite superhero. Um, which was weird because when I would actually think about it, it was almost like it was always a toss-up. Um, 
And it wasn't until the first um, Tom Holland Spider-Man movie was about to come out. Yeah. It wasn't out yet. But then I, someone asked me, and I really thought about it. Because I, I would always try to think about which superhero of the already released Marvel movies was my favorite. Mm-hmm. So it was always like, oh, is it Iron Man? Is it Captain America? Is it Thor? And then I really thought about my childhood and everything that I had um, come to like. And Spider-Man is head and shoulders above any other superhero that I've ever um, invested in. Spider-Man is by far, at least especially in the comics, my favorite character, my favorite Avenger. Yeah, um, like, I mean, there was was just always so much Spider-Man to have, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it were cartoons like that one Spider-Man cartoon. There's so many. The, um... It was like the 90s one that was on Toon Disney. It was old. There's the MTV one. There's the 60s version of him. The one where... There's the one with the killer theme song. Like, doo-doo-doo. Spider-Man the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. That one's great. Yeah, Toon Disney. Um, there's even... There's gotta be more. There's more than that, for sure. I mean, there's a ton. So much. There's a ton of Spider-Man out there. Um... And he's a prime... A primo example... Of um, the dichotomy that Marvel likes to involve their superheroes with, their characters. Old the dual, Marvel. The dual life. Yeah. Of um, being a person and being a superhero. Um, mm, I would, yeah. Oh, for, or, as for newer Marvel or older Marvel? Just in general. In general? I feel like that trend has kind of gone away. Maybe a little in bit. The Marvel movies. And the movies, sure. I'm just talking or about Marvel and Mar- as a whole. Yeah, I feel like that trend has kind of gone away for the most part. Or, because like I'm looking, I'm thinking about like Captain America, and that's Steve Rogers. Everybody knows him. He's Iron Man. I think Spider Man is like one of the, and that was that was like a big issue in like Civil War too. Is like he's one of the only people with like a secret identity. Which and that's and that's one thing. But even Luke even Cage is Luke see, Cage. secret identities or no secret identities. They're like. Uh, Jessica Joe. They they try really hard to make these characters feel like real people. Right. And that's one of the things, my least favorite things about DC characters is that sometimes they're just so powerful. It's it's almost ridiculous. And it's like, what problems can you create that they just won't be able to solve? That they just can't punch their way out of? Because they write themselves into a lot of holes. Because you've made your characters so insane uh, that it's like... God tier. That the things that they come up with involve the superheroes doing things that are even more ridiculous. And it just kind of feeds itself. Um, that's what I I like about Marvel is they're... Not that there aren't crazy, ridiculous Marvel characters, because there are. Right. Um, but they're they're pretty limited in that they're... Marvel does typically, yeah. Sometimes their challenges aren't just on a super level. Like Daredevil. Daredevil was a great example of a show with a character that was just a, what was mostly man. Mostly about the guy's life. Yeah. And things he wanted. I'm realizing that, uh, so if you remember when Daredevil first came out, like before the Defenders and before Jessica Jones, it was just Daredevil. And Daredevil was supposed to be like existing, Daredevil was supposed to exist in a side universe that was related to the the direct move, the Avengers movies, but not directly. Remember that? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, 
the incident happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually, Marvel and DC, Marvel and Netflix, and this could be, I could make a whole video about this. Marvel and Netflix kind of split up. Remember that? They mm-hmm. kind of ended on bad terms. Daredevil got, Daredevil ended. Defenders got, like, they had to wrap everything up really quickly. They got, um, they got Punisher season two out and that was it. Yeah. What I'm realizing is that Marvel is just, Marvel is trying to redo that, but with Disney Plus. And we have like WandaVision and like the Hawkeye show. So I think that's, it's, it's interesting, I guess. I mean, I guess we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. But that was like top notch Marvel. That was good. That was a good, a good Seasons period. of Daredevil. I think, okay. I think, and that was, that's, that's kind of, they kind of, that Daredevil was actually kind of, it's kind of following the Arrow format of like, taking a kind of B-list character and filling their world up with other B-list characters and giving them their own little B-list universe. And that's but one I think, yeah, crazy I think, thing that Marvel does a lot. And you wouldn't expect it in the movies so often. Yeah. How characters that no one either doesn't know at all or you just wouldn't expect to have this movie made about them. Uh, and they went and did it. And yeah. And made it work. One thing I think is interesting is that they're kind of... Uh, Marvel in their storytelling is kind of skipping like a generate uh, they're, they're, the way they've ordered their structure is they're kind of skipping adaptation like when Steve Rogers died in the comics uh, the shield got passed to Bucky and then he came back or whatever and then I got passed to Falcon but now in the movies they're skipping straight to Falcon and a lot of like the current adaptation the current movie vision the current movie versions of what we see in Marvel movies are kind of more aligned with the current adaptations instead of like I think that's um an effort to try to be a little more progressive right because it took comics a long time to get to where they are now where Um, are they now in a more being outsold by manga well (laughs) I just mean in a more progressive space yeah for sure I get like the more the ideas right um so I'm I'm not surprised uh, I just hope that it stays interesting. That's all you can really hope for, honestly, is uh, interesting things to happen. And I think this has been a very interesting conversation. Right on. It's been, uh, it's been around oh, less than an hour. Wow. We did it. We hit like 54 minutes, 55 minutes. That's a good place to stop. We, yeah. We didn't even get into your music. I wanted to talk to you about your music. I, I know you must have some projects coming up. I definitely got something going on. Music videos? You gonna, can you leak it? Um, I don't know when this episode's going up. <laughs> I've got a band of I'm listening. Two people. <laughs> two people. I'm B and Jan Patterson, name drop. Um YP Nasty. Yeah, we uh we started playing together and we've got big goals. We're starting to take ourselves really seriously. Yes, uh, for sure. We are going to be getting out there and doing some live performances at I just dumb local stuff like an open mic. Um, we just have to get a little more exposure. Yeah, to actually I mean, playing for people. This um, is you. Could, I'm telling you, man. Cosplay concert, <laughs> street performance, and a group cosplay. I mean, I would do that. I would do it. You um, could be Spider Man. But I, I'm, I'm no, I'm ready to uh, fall flat on my face. Fail um, upwards. Right, right. You fail to a to a goal. Um, it's all about growth. I've got audio engineering friends too that I've been trying to get you 
Oh, I should have invited Aaron to come over. He might, he might be busy, but Aaron, uh, I gotta get you in touch with him. Gotta get in touch with a lot of people. I want to help you. We gotta get some, some, some stuff shaken. I'm about it. Let's do it. So, do you have anything you want to plug? Instagram, Twitter, the. You know what? I um, I've made an Instagram and a Facebook, uh, like two months ago. Nice. And I. I wonder if we can hear them in the. I don't use my social media ever. Yeah. Something about it. I mean, that could be something we talked about, but I don't feel like getting into it now. But when you do eventually start posting. So I've got nothing to plug except my future YouTube channel, where my music videos will be going. All right. Remind me to put a link to that in every description for this episode. You got it. But yeah, uh, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is at yikes, and my Twitter is... At Project Caffeine, but I'm going to change it soon. I might change it to Big Yikes, but I don't know. Y-A-I-K-S-E, Yikes. But Big Yikes is kind of not cool. But yeah, follow me on Instagram at Y-A-I-K-S-E, Yikes. Uh, You can find me on YouTube if you look up news to me. Hopefully you'll find me. Uh, And hopefully this podcast is going to be on Spotify. But yeah, that's this has been a good episode. So thank Logan. Thanks again for sitting down, oh, my talking pleasure. with me, uh, enjoying some crisp beverages. Anytime. I love to come back. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so do I stand up now? <laughs> no! You <laughs> don't.